I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Always follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Hey, hey, see an edge in the game you're watching? Is your favorite player prime for a big second half? What if you could build your parlay live while watching the game and boost it? Well, you can. PointsBet new exclusive feature, live same-game parlays from the NFL and NBA for the first time ever. Build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game, spreads, totals, props, and more. Cash in on a comeback and increase profits with same-game parlay boosts. Watch live, parlay live, and boost live with PointsBet. Download the app today and use code VEASAN2K. Get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Plus for the big game, a $20 pregame bet. Get a free $20 live bet. Elevate your live betting game at PointsBet. Anthony Curtis joins us now. We love him. One of our favorite guests from Las Vegas Advisor at LVA underscore tweet on Twitter, and he joins us now. Uh, how about the news now? And I, I know we've discussed this many times, but now no more with the mass in Las Vegas and the casinos. And the, the thing that got me, as I mentioned earlier in the week, like who really was enforcing this? Because you sit down and you're having a drink or playing at the blackjack table, and it's up to the dealers who had to keep reminding you, and you're having a sip of your cocktail. It was just turned into a mess. Well, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it was a lot different this time than it was the first time. During the shutdown, everyone was enforcing it. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't walk around in, in a lot of places with your mask cap off. You know, they'd, they'd jump all over you. Mm-hmm. This time, I think everybody just got tired of it. And, you know, I'm... I don't want to make it political or anything, but it, it, people just plain got tired of it. And you you could walk around and hardly anybody would say anything to you. Um, now it's strange. Yesterday I was on my way back in uh, to uh, to uh, my office and uh, I heard the news. So I said, let me try it. I walked into a place. Everyone, the bartenders, everybody had their mask off. They'd already heard. It was like, you know, it was party time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so as somebody who's been doing this now for a long, long time with Las Vegas Advisor, and you get so much feedback from people all across the country and probably all across the world, like how big, how big was this for them overall in terms of actually coming to Las Vegas? I'm sure you heard from countless people who said, yeah. I refuse to come back to the city until they lift this mask mandate. Yes. Over and over again, um, people would, uh, they they would be first on their mind. It's what they wanted to talk to. And again, everyone tried to politicize it. They'd always want to argue it was this guy's fault. It was that that guy's fault. But basically, these were people that had been coming for years and years. Said, "I will not set foot again in another casino or in Las Vegas until they they take this mandate away." 
And as, as you know, as other places began to loosen it up, it got worse and worse because why is Nevada still doing it? You know, as of last week, this state was one of nine and uh, only nine out of, you know, the entire United States. And people just got fed up with it. They hated it. I mean, they didn't hate it as much as resort fees. But they hated it. <laughs> okay. I was going to ask. Think about that. Yeah. Resort fee still number one with a bullet. Should Caesar sue Adele? Oh, yeah. Should Caesar sue, sue Adele? And what'd you think of that debacle? I don't know, Paul. I haven't seen the contract. So, you know, I don't know what they can do. It was, um, it was surprising to say the least. I mean, this was, they were acting like Adele was the biggest star. You know, it was like Elvis and, and Sinatra coming back at the same time, you know, like there had never, never been anything like her before. And all of a sudden, you know, people couldn't wait. They're, they're putting prices up at 1400 1700 for a ticket. People are buying them like that, like it's, you know, cereal boxes. And next thing you know, she's, she's not going to play because she was, you know, you know, either pissed off or, or whatever was going on there. You know, I don't know. They're, they're, they're pretty slick with their contracts. Who knows if Caesars can sue, but yeah, it's, it's a debacle for them for sure. Tell people about this. I was going to say, you can always you can go to Legends and Concerts that just opened up. They're advertising <laughs> that they've got both Adele and Celine. So there you go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Save right. some money. Uh, tell people about this lost and found slot jackpot that the person hit from Arizona and just the lengths they went to to pay this individual. Yeah, well, this was, the, uh, this was at Treasure Island. And uh, apparently somebody was playing. I, I haven't seen yet what the game was. It looks like it was a slot, and it was some sort of progressive slot. Well, it had to be almost with uh, a $230,000 jackpot. Apparently, the guy hit it for two hundred thirty grand, and you know the machine didn't didn't go off. It didn't tell him what was going on. You know, I assume it didn't lock up. You know, mm-hmm. Paul, you've hit enough jackpots, right? What happens? They, you know, it locks up on you. You've got to wait, and everybody says, "What just happened?" They go, "Well, you won." Apparently, you know, they hit the top jackpot or a, or a big one at least, and it didn't lock up, and the player just shrugged and walked away, you know. <laughs> left 230000 laying there in the machine. Um, left, left the casino. Nobody, you know, nobody knew uh, in the casino. Nobody knew on the floor. And left the place, left Vegas, went back to Arizona, and somehow, you know, internal controls, checks and balances discovered that a jackpot had been hit. They contacted gaming uh, and they launched a, a big investigation. I mean, just checking everything all the way down to rideshare companies and all to try to see, make sure who this person was, tracked them down in Arizona, uh, contacted them and said, Hey, come back. You got, you got money waiting. And he came back. And, you know, to me, the main thing here of interest is, you know, like you said, the lengths they went through to, to do it, but also, you know, gaming control really insisting that they do it. And I've been through, you know, over my years of playing, I've been through many, many episodes with gaming control and enforcement. And a lot of people give them a, a pretty bad rap saying they're in the, the pockets of the casino industry. And I'd be the first one in line to say that if I felt it. But I really don't. I really feel that gaming uh, does act in the best interests of both casinos and customer to the best of their ability. And I think that's another 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 example of that, you know, not that they could have gotten away with it and somebody could have, could have pocketed that somewhere, but maybe they could have, and they didn't. Well, this, no, nobody can deny this. This was an incredible job by the gaming control mm-hmm. board and whoever else was in charge of this. So again, as a guy who's been out here for a long time and, and doing this kind of stuff uh, in this racket, Anthony, I, I'm going to guess that this is not commonplace, certainly for jackpots, like a $229,000 or whatever it was. But how often have you heard about something like this happening? 
I've never heard of this before. Um, wow. You know, I've heard of I've heard of machines malfunctioning all the time. And, you know, that happens, and then you get into all those disputes, you know, malfunction, voids all, jackpots, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> this one was the opposite. It didn't void the jackpot. Uh, but, you know, I've heard of many, many malfunctions, but not one that just goes undetected for that amount of money. And then, you know, the, the lengths they went to, uh, to, you know, just think about it. Somebody somewhere could have easily said, all right, we can get around this. You know, I know the system inside now. We can get around this. And we don't have to pay it, or maybe they they knock it off for themselves. But I've I've not heard of anything like this. It's it's kind of a, it's pretty extraordinary. Moving around town here and talking to everyone you know in your contacts, uh, do you think the machines are tight right now all over the city? Everything in the city is tight. Um, boy, it's it's a real it's a bummer, man. It's a bummer out there right now. Um, games, machines, rules. Everything. I mean, let's back up for a second. Just prices. I mean, look at prices. It, it, it doesn't matter where you go. Uh, everything is up a dollar or two. And, uh, you know, I, I went I went to a downtown casino the other day. You know, what do you used to do in downtown? You you go downtown and you get a, a $3 beer or, you know, whatever. You get a you get a hot dog for a buck fifty. I buy a hot dog from a cart. It was El Cortez. I mean, I don't mind saying it. It, it sucks. You know, El Cortez, I think, is a great place, a lot of great value, but they've got a hot dog cart. I buy a hot dog, four bucks from a hot dog cart. I mean, and this was nothing special. This was just a, a little hot dog. And I'm like, geez, man, that's that's kind of rough. And I walk around the corner of the bar. I go, shoot. I go, give me a bud. I got to drink that one off. Six dollars. Six bucks for a bud. All right. So I give the hot dog girl a dollar. I give the bud guy a dollar. It's 12 bucks to get a hot dog and beer downtown. I mean, does that sound like the downtown, you know? No, no, not at all. It's crazy. But it's not, it's not just them. It's everybody. And when you want to talk about the games themselves, you know, people are always complaining. You know, they're always, they're always writing in saying they're tight in the slots or tight in the slots. But I kind of believe it right now because slot machines can be tightened. You know, they can, they can choose what they call from a par sheet. They can choose their return. And and they can change that. And I wouldn't be surprised if they were. You know, video poker schedules, which are quantifiable, you can look at them. You can tell what they return. Um, they are being diminished all over the place. Uh, six to five blackjack everywhere. Triple zero roulette. Oh, Get ready, God. boys. You know, maybe maybe four zeros coming, you know, but sometimes. Oh. Don't say it because it will. <laughs> well, try, you know, try walking through the uh, through Venetian or Palazzo right now. See if you can find anything but a triple zero. And I mean, they've got a zero, a double zero, and a sans. You know, like, ooh, I hope they had that. You know, I mean, if it works the same as a zero. You know, it raises from from five point two six to to something like seven point eight nine or something. You know, I mean, they're just they're just grabbing at you right now. That's troubling. Yeah, my God. Did you know quickly? Uh, we we got a, a minute here. How many uh, advantage players were able to take advantage of the mask mandate? And coming in a disguise, if you will, and not being recognized and, and getting good to play. Uh, you'd be surprised. Uh, not as many as you would think. A okay. lot of them actually hated it. They felt there was more scrutiny, you know, w- during all of this stuff. Um, some did. I did talk to some people who said, hey, this is this is great. I walk around. I hit and run. I do it again the next day. You know, I used to have to wait a week. I used to have to wait a month to come back. So some did. But not as many as you would think. It was very surprising. Most are glad. Most, Almost everybody's glad this thing is over. Anthony, tell us about the uh, Las Vegas Advisor coupons and your uh, YouTube channel. Um, okay, thanks, Mitch. Uh, we would love to. Um, all right, but, well, the coupons, you know, 
in the face of all this stuff, we do every year, Las Vegas Advisor members get member rewards book, uh, which has coupons for discounts and all kinds of things, including gaming, you know, two for ones, match plays, free plays, that sort of thing. It was a struggle, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I said, the casino's not wanting to give things away, and 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 the ones you least expect, you know, the uh, station casinos, Boyd casinos, who have been with us for decades, literally decades, working with us, basically said to me, "We're not giving away anything to anybody." I mean, in those very words, "We're not giving away anything oh. to anybody anymore." Oh, it was wow. brutal. It was absolutely brutal. And as I'm hearing this on the phone as we're talking. One of these commercials comes on for stations going how much they love us. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they hey, love us. Yeah. You know, sure they do. We're, Anthony, we're all family, right? Hang, hang tight for yeah. one second. We want to ask you a couple more questions about that. Uh, coming up here on Follow the Money, it's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. Play Wrangler Squares and celebrate their 75th anniversary with a free shot at a share of 75000 Head to DraftKings.com slash Wrangler Squares now to get in on the action for football's biggest Sunday. Wrangler for the ride of life. DraftKings.com for details. More good stuff with Anthony Curtis, Las Vegas advisor, LVA underscore tweet on Twitter. Why, do you, why are these local places... I mean, I've had, I know several people that can't get a room at Station Casinos, and they're they're top uh, with the highest paid, or excuse me, highest level player you can be. It's ridiculous what they're doing since the pandemic. A, a whole new business model now, and you know they 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 found out at least for now that you can give less. You know, you can you can give less and charge more, and uh, and that's what they're all doing. Oh. And because you know. What happened was when everybody couldn't come here for what was it, 78 days or whatever, they all went nuts and they 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 needed something to do. And once they opened the doors, all the crazies came rushing in and and they attacked the machines and the tables and and went wild. And all the casinos were short staffed and people weren't getting service. But only half the restaurants were open and those that were open only half the menus were available and people didn't care. And they took a look at their their win and their spend per person and they'd never seen it this high. And it's basically, it has been sustainable, at least up till now. Will people continue to come flying back with their stimulus money? Oh. You there? Still there? Mm. We lost you. 
Damn. Okay. That's what that's what I said. Uh, when was that? Right when after we got back in after the shutdown, I noticed that stain on the strip. Like no one's working. It, oh, t- yeah. it took an hour to get a drink at the blackjack table. Right. Yeah. What the hell are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. And what he talked about how people were just flooding these places now, and they didn't care how much. Oh. And I think some people were probably staying like six, eight people to a room if they were like a thousand bucks a night or whatever it was at nice places. And like, wait, how is this happening? And hence, that's his answer mm-hmm. as well. Because hey, again, sorry, no, that's okay. Then that, that ties into like your coupon book over the years and how you've worked with so many places across the town. And they're like, nope, sorry, we're not doing that anymore. Well, and, and it's not everybody. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it had always been difficult with the big guys on the strip. But, you know, you could always count on the stations and the boards who understood the value of the middle market. Um, you know, again, it's not everybody. We were in the face of this. I'm, I'm happy to say, you know, kind of proud to say that we were able to put together a really good book. Places, you know, I, I banged on El Cortez for a $4 hot dog, but El Cortez was back in with, you know, offers two for one in their restaurant, free play. Um, the, the downtown places, the D, Golden Gate. I mean, Derek Stevens even, even just lost his mind and gave us something at Circa. You can go up and get two free glasses of champagne in the Legacy Lounge. So, wow. You know, they're not all doing it, but I'm just saying as a, as a rule, I thought last year was going to be the one that was so tough. Last year, they were still doing what they needed to do. This year was the toughest. What advi- we'll see how long that I'm sorry. What advice do you have for people coming to town that want to go to the Super Bowl parties? Well, the Super Bowl party, parties are, are very much the same as everything we've been talking about. You know, if you haven't been invited to a private one, if you're going to pay, I've, I don't think I've seen one for less than 100 bucks. That, you know, now they do usually come with some kind of a buffet, at least, and maybe some food. Uh, I mean, excuse me, some drinks. Uh, one of the best I've seen is Ellis Island. They've got several tiers starting at 110 bucks, where you can get all-you-can-eat buffet and, and uh, beer, wine, and, and liquor, uh, all-you-can-drink. You know, it goes from, starts from 110 and goes up. My advice, honestly, the most fun, I've gone to those parties, and I've gone to private parties, and I don't even go now. When invited, I don't even go. I I either hang out in the sports book where everybody's going crazy, or I go to one of the bars where everyone's going crazy. Nobody's charging me anything crazy, you know, wild over there. I think it's more fun, really, to just hang out somewhere where there's a big screen with all the different people. Because what do you got? Every play, somebody's screaming. Everybody's got money on something on every minute of the game. It's really fun. That, that's what I would do, to be yeah, honest. I totally sure. agree. What's the biggest mistake to this day that tourists make when they visit Las Vegas, especially during a big weekend? Uh, you know, I, I, I think the biggest mistake is, you know, this is sort of con- conceptual more than anything, but, I, you know, it's just not caring still what they do. This goes back to what we're saying. Of course, this is, you know, we do a newsletter about value and bargain. So it, it, it's, it's, you know, I'm really sensitive to it, but I just can't believe people pay the prices. They don't look around enough. There's still enough competition in Vegas, but they pay those prices. It just, it just doesn't matter. And I just think people need to open their eyes. That's the main thing. So your buddy, Mattress Mac, great dude. He was able to get down, what, $4.5 million on the Bengals' money line. Was that pretty easy for him to make that bet? I'm guessing it was. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, Mac still has uh, a, lot of, a lot of places that court him for his big bets. And um, so he can get bets down that, you know, most people not. They're, they're used to him now. Um, he's had, you know, he's lost some. So, you know, they are, they're not afraid of him to take the bets. You know, this is the same point that I continue to make every time I'm on your show. First of all, you know, I work with Frank B, who was on, you know, with you guys a couple of days ago. And these bets that he's making are not bets that Frank and I have given him. These are bets that he needs to make to hedge his, his furniture promotions. 
So these are square bets. And, you know, the casinos, the books have finally figured that out, and they're willing to take Matt's money. Um, the, the thing that always is, is strange, every time he loses, everybody celebrates out there and goes, this guy's a degenerate, blah, blah, blah. You know, this guy needs to go to some sort of intervention. Baloney, this guy's doing what he needs to do business-wise. He is, he is using the sports bets as insurance. And he ain't going to lose them all. You know, he won the Super Bowl last year, and maybe he wins it this year. He ain't going to lose them all, but it doesn't matter. Even when he does lose them, he's coming out ahead. So take that, all you idiots out there. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> we, we, we have preached this many times. I'm stunned that nobody else across the country has yes. like, reached out to him and said, look, I love your business model. Uh, how, why have you been so success, uh, successful? I want to copy what you do, Mattress Mac. I want to I create the same kind of environment where I live. Yeah, well, remember, you know, I mean, we're, we're in this environment where there is so much competition. Frank was talking the other day saying how great it was in Colorado because everybody's paying you to bet with them. So, you know, take those, it scales, you know, take those bonuses and things and scale it up to million dollar bets and, and think of what he's getting in bonuses. So when you put it all together, you know, yep. he, he ain't getting, you know, 160 and 170. He's getting, you know, 202, 210, you know, that sort of thing when you, when you add these things in. And these are all good bets. I don't care what anybody says. What's this? Uh, you're speaking at the gaming protection conference. Uh, yeah, that's something they uh, they used to do yearly. Uh, it's a, a conference for the for the industry, uh, surveillance people, eye in the sky, oh. policymakers, whatever. Yeah, this is. They're talking about uh, at this conference. They're talking about ways to stop cheaters. You know, ways to stop advantage players. And you're like, and so all of the speakers are always advantage players. <laughs> it's because, you know, they want to know what we know. Well, we don't tell them everything we know. <laughs> we just go there and we, you know, we talk and we, we, we try to be, we try to help them out, but we don't tell them everything. You know, we do, we can't do that. We'd be, we'd be turncoats. We couldn't, but then they have others that come in who are into, into surveillance in a big way. And uh, they really get down, down and dirty with this stuff. So I'm going to be on with Arnold Snyder. Um, Arnold Snyder did a book recently that we published called Radical Blackjack. And it got, he, he told a lot of stories about things. And uh, they got a hold of that and invited him and, and me. So we're going we're gonna to speak there and to all of the, uh, the security people next week. So that'll be kind of fun. You know, we'll, we'll talk to the bad guys. Oh, wow. I'd love, <laughs> yes, I'd love to talk to you in a couple of weeks. Seth. I mean, that's fascinating. I love that. Thanks for getting up early, AC. Great to talk to you. All right, guys. It's a pleasure. Uh, going to be a good weekend. Yep. Yep. Anthony Curtis, Las Vegas advisor. There you go. This yep. is that, that scene at Casino. I'm, he's watching this person. He's watching you. And the eye in the sky is watching yep. us all. Wouldn't you love to oh, be able yeah. to go up there one day and work with, and just not, not work, I'm sorry, but just see how security and surveillance and how they operate. I think that would be absolutely fascinating. Sure. Stuff you're looking for. He, right, the tricks. He's very sharp. He's like, well, we'll give him maybe, maybe a thing or two. <laughs> but we have a game plan going into this. We're not going to mention, we're not going to be stupid here. <laughs> and say, hey, look, this is printing money over here. You don't want to do this anymore. I would also love to be a part of the Blackjack Ball. Yes. Todd Dewey did that from the Las Vegas Review oh. Journal. He's a... He's a reporter over there. And did he, well, too, with the quiz. He won it, right? He, he won, like, the, the challenge that they had. Huh. That would be incredible. I find all that stuff fascinating. The prop bets that these guys make, what they're willing to bet on certain things, how you know instantly, like, how many cards are in a deck, the way that you can just pick out, you know, you can... It's like worm in rounders. Yep. The way that you can put the ace wherever you want, stack the deck, going as fast as possible so nobody there watching you can actually pick up on it. Uh, it's just... 
Remember Houston Curtis last, two years ago during the pandemic to watch? We, we were doing video with that. We got to get him in studio. Uh, that that was there's some troubling parts of that interview though too. Just when, when you, come on, I'm gambling. You're trying. You, what are you gouging me for on everything? Everything. I mean, even the locals. The stuff we're not giving away anything anymore. Yep. I can't get a room like Steve Sirius say. It's eight dollars to clean it. What are you talking about? Yep. Yep. I used to. Uh, so as he said, downtown you used to be able to find several great deals down here. I think that actually vanished. For the most part, like it was like Final Four weekend, probably 2013, 2014, a round of beers downtown, 15, 16 bucks. Like, oh boy, that happened quickly. I thought it used to be like uh, seven, eight bucks for a round of beers. Yeah, I know. I saw he wrote he paid $14 for a Heineken. That's club prices. Yeah, oh yeah. Yep. That's like, yeah, yep. come on. Up next, player props with Fantasy Football Hall of Famer Paul Charchian. Did you see this? He's actually taking a walk on the wild side, he's betting the under. On this guy. I can't believe it. And he has a long shot anytime touchdown score. Find out who it is coming up next. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. I saw you tweeted the uh, video of the horse racing yesterday again. The guy, get up, you beast. Come on. Oh, it's absolutely Here we go. classic. Get up, Siegel. Horse racing plays express bet analyst Jeff Siegel. Santa Anita, race six. He likes the four. Magic in the moonlight, four to one. And also at Santa Anita, race eight. He likes the seven. Lucy Jane on top at five to one. You can bet these races and more using First Bet, the preferred horse betting app of Eason. Sign up for the First Bet app using the code Vegas 1000 for an instant $10 free and up to a $1,000 bonus. VEASAN.com slash horses for details. VEASAN.com slash horses. All right, here we go. Let's win some money betting additional player props for Sunday's big game. Paul Charchian, Fantasy Football Hall of Famer, joins the program and a weekly guest with us throughout the entire football season. Charge, good morning. How you doing, pal? Well, I'd be doing better if this wasn't the last of our weekly appearances mm. for a long time. Very sad. I will it miss is. you guys. It is. Okay, so let's begin with this. He won the Offensive Player of the Year last night at the NFL Honors. He was one of the finalists to win the MVP, and no wide receiver has ever won that award. Yeah, he should have won. Cooper, I, I would agree. Cooper Cup's receiving yards prop is at 105. You are fading him. You're going to go under. Do tell. Well, this is the least fun bet you can make for the Super Bowl. Who wants to root against Cooper Cup? Nobody wants to root again. You know, I'm just going to give you the data, and you can decide if you want to erode the fun of the Super Bowl by betting against <laughs> Cooper Cup in this line. I said, here's the data. You make your own decision. In 20 games, the Bengals have allowed two receivers to top 106 yards this year. Neither of them were slot receivers. Cup runs two thirds of his routes from the slot. That puts him on Mike Hilton. Now, Cup met Hilton once throughout their time together in the NFL. It was two years ago when Hilton was still in Pittsburgh. Cup was held to zero catches in that game. Hilton shut him down in that game two years ago. Now, granted, that was two years ago. Different, different Cooper Cup, different Mike Hilton, different quarterbacking, but still zero points or zero yards. Last week, Hilton had an equally tough matchup against Tyreek Hill. Held him to 22 yards in his coverage. 
The week before that, Ryan Tannehill only threw at Mike Hilton one time all game. The week before that in the wild card game, Mike Hilton held Hunter Renfro to one catch for six yards. Now, I'm not trying to make Mike Hilton sound like the second coming of Deion Sanders, but Mike Hilton's good. And the high water mark for any pure slot receiver against the Bengals all year long, 20 games, the high water mark for a pure slot receiver is 76 yards. That was KJ Osborne. So, you know, I'm, it's Cooper Cup. You know, I, I don't know that I would put my money here, but if I were to go one way or another, I'd go under. It's a huge contrarian play that nobody wants to make, but the data says there's a great call here to go under. Okay, wow. that is an excellent breakdown. Great observations by you. And by the way, you are now labeled with a new nickname. I'm buying in. You are the funner rotor. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask my wife. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. So you, well, you, you made him out to be the second coming of Deion Sanders. Yeah. Uh, with the breakdown, well, the data—that's how the data makes it look in, in a lot of ways. So, okay, we'll show uh, we'll show no. caution. How about this? I'd certainly think twice about going over one one hundred five and a half for Cooper Cup. Okay, fair enough. So, that's great. Uh, but you want to go over with another slot receiver on the Bengals? Tell us why yeah. you like Tyler Boyd over thirty nine and a half receiving yards. We always want to avoid Jalen Ramsey, right? If you know, if you got any wide receiver here, the guy you know, we really don't want Jalen Ramsey on any of our receivers. We're going to play, but the one place we know we're not going to find Jalen Ramsey is the slot. Over the last month of games, he's averaged five snaps per game from the slot. He, you know, everywhere else it's you know it's, it's 50, 60 uh, plays outside. He almost never goes to the slot. The Rams generally piecemeal their slot coverage together between cornerback, safeties, linebackers. Tyler Boyd's on the field constantly. He's got an even higher snap rate than T. Higgins does, which is unusual for a slot receiver. And he has had five or more targets in eight of the last nine games. So the ball's come in Tyler Boyd's way as well. And if I look at how other receivers have fared running from the slot against Los Angeles, and just in you know, more recent times, Debo Samuel, three meetings against this team, against the Rams since week 10. He had 72 yards, 94 yards, 95 yards. And Debo Samuel's great. Christian Kirk might be a better comparable to Tyler Boyd in terms of competency in two meetings since week 14. He had 51 yards and 86 yards. We saw KJ Osborne get to 68 yards from the slot in week 16. So we've seen slot receivers that have done well against the Rams. The line here is very is very manageable, just 39 and a half. Tyler Boyd, we're going to go over. Okay, very good. Now, uh, these comments from Sean McVay, Rams head coach, on Wednesday nights were like, oh, that kind of came out of nowhere. But he told everybody, like, look, Daryl Henderson's good to go the way it looks. And he called mm-hmm. it like a three-headed monster. And he also added that we're going to, you know, depending on game flow, we'll go with the hot hand. So before that, I did bet Cam Akers under 64 and a half. Good. I actually still yep. like it. I, w- I might actually yep. have to bet it again. And you're on Sony Michelle to the over. Tell us how you think this shakes out here with this uh, Rams backfield. Well, you, first of all, you guys know that Sony Walkman is not my favorite guy in the world. <laughs> right. Not a special talent. And I don't need him to be special. I only got to get him to 20 and a half yards. I don't need him to be special. Let's talk about Cam Akers first as a very wobbly starter. Fumbles and injuries have really derailed him throughout these playoffs. The shoulder injury now, he's been hobbled through practice. Practice yesterday, I know that, but not 100%. He's failed to top 55 yards in his three full games back. Now, this, you know, his line is sitting at what is it, 60? Yeah. I think it's 63. Mid mid 60s, 60s, yeah. Yeah, mid 60s. So he hasn't topped 55 yards yet. And get this, since he's come back, and maybe this is the most important thing to know about Cam Akers, averaging two and a half yards per carry since his return. 
So hardly a mandate to give Cam Akers a ton of work here. He's hardly, you know, there's no reason, shouldn't even necessarily start, let alone hold the ball through the whole game. I mean, it's a really a non-zero chance that, that Sonia Michelle just starts over Akers in this game. Michelle's gotten double-digit carries in two of the three games since Cam Akers' return. So clearly they're willing to go to Sonia Michelle even when Cam Akers starts the game. And if Michelle's going to continue to get double-digit carries, let's put him on 10 carries, I like him against a very yielding Bengals run defense, Cincinnati giving up 4.8 yards per carry in the second half of the regular season and 5.7 yards per carry in the playoffs. So if the math says Michelle's going to get double-digit carries like he has been, Bengals are giving up 5.7 yards per carry. Well, there's 57 yards waiting for me right now, and I'm looking at a Sony Michelle line of 20 and a half yards. That feels compelling. I like Sony Michelle over a lot. This is, this is probably my favorite play out of okay. everything we're going to talk about Excellent. today. Excellent. All right. What are you at with Mixon then? Rushing and receiving. Yeah, Mixon is uh, Mixon's tricky. What I, the key thing that people need to know to me, two things. One is intangible. Just your eyes. He looks like a guy who's laboring under the burden of 335 touches this year. He's averaging a miserable 3.4 yards per carry over the last eight games. Eight games a long sample size, and 3.4 yards per carry is nothing. And if you think Mixon's going to be fresher on a week off, I'll remind you the Bengals took week 18 off. Mixon came back off that week and then showed up with a 48-yard performance on 2.5 yards per carry. Mixon has been held under 60 yards in six of the last eight games, and his line here is 60 yards. So he's been under he's been under the line in six of the last eight, and this is by far the best run defense that they've faced really all year with the Rams. He's the Rams are the second best run defense in the second half of the season, giving up just three three point four yards per carry. And what's more, if you think the Rams are going to win, Mixon averaging just 51 yards per game in losses. So okay. if he's going to keep averaging 34 yards per carry, uh, 3.4 yards per carry, Rams giving up 3.4 yards, yards per carry, I, I just I can't see him getting to the 60 rushing yards he needs. So good. Okay, we'll close on this then. Anytime touchdown score and a first-time touch uh, touchdown score for the Rams, who do you like? Uh, Kendall Blanton, their tight end. So, you know, first, it looks like Higby's, there's a, at this point, like a 5% chance, 2% chance yeah. he plays. Yep. He's going to mm. be out this MCL spring. Blanton's going to get to start. McVay and Stafford show no hesitance to use Blanton last week, targeted him five times. He caught all five for 57 yards. Cincinnati, deeply generous to opposing tight ends. They've allowed the fourth most tight end receptions on the season, the fourth most tight end yards on the season, and the sixth most tight end touchdowns on the season. Travis Kelsey just murdered the Bengals. A couple weeks before that, Darren Waller racked up 76 yards in the wild card round against the Bengals. No book is offering yardage on the on Blanton yet, and I would, I but I would seriously consider hitting that. The only bet I can give you on Blanton is touchdowns. The anytime touchdown is plus 260. The first touchdown is plus 1600. I'd hit both of those because the usage is going to be there for Kendall Blanton. Man, excellent appearance as always. You are the absolute best. Follow him on Twitter. He is at Paul Charchian. Have a great day on Sunday. Good luck with your bets, and uh, enjoy the game, buddy. Thank you, my friends. Let's find a reason to talk to each other in the offseason, okay? Absolutely. We have to do that. Be good. Deal. Bye-bye. Thank you. Paul Charchian. Every single one of the breakdowns. Phenomenal. Good luck, Paul. Love that dude. All right. Uh, what do you think about Blanton there at the end? Yeah, All sure. that tight end information. Yes. And I think he's right. The Bengals think, issues with tight ends, right. The chances that uh, Higby goes, very minimal at this yeah. point. He could. Again, this could be like the, the Harden-Simmons trade. Didn't look good according to Woj. Could happen, but doesn't look good as of right now. Up next, 
uh, how to approach betting on Super Bowl squares. Yes, you can actually bet on the square you want. We'll give you the most common landing spots for all four quarters in Super Bowl history coming up next. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The Sports Betting Network. This Super Bowl Sunday, Billy Walters, the Michael Jordan of sports betting, sits down with V-Sin for only a second interview ever. His first was with 60 Minutes, and now he joins legendary broadcaster Brent Musburger for an in-depth conversation discussing the current state of sports betting, his life as a sports better, and his upcoming memoirs. Uh, this exclu- uh, exclusive interview is only available on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Join us for the premiere this Sunday at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, only here on VSIN. I can't tell you how stoked I am to watch that interview. First of all, you have uh, not only Mr. Walters on the show, you have Brent Musburger as the host, and then you're going to have Jimmy Vaccaro involved as well. The, I think the mutual respect there for Jimmy and, and Billy knowing each other for so many years, right? Mm hmm. You think Jimmy called him kid? <laughs> I would say probably hey, yes. Uh, what, you... was, what was his tweet this earlier in the week? How do I get hey, the caps? Oh, we talked about that for 10 minutes the other day when you were out. Okay. Yeah. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Okay, so have you bet any squares yet? More and more books now, by the way, are offering Super Bowl squares. Mm-hmm. Circa the right. first one I ever, I've ever known, actually, to offer the squares. And Derek Stevens is coming up in 15 minutes. We'll talk to him about the popularity of betting and picking and choosing the numbers that you want, right? I did a lot of them last year. Uh, not, not so much this year. It's hard, to get a, it's hard to get a feel for this game. And then you just see the numbers they want, the numbers you like, and then what the odds are now. Uh, and then you know, last year, I thought there'd be a missed extra point, too, which could, uh, was going to lead, lead to some insanity, which didn't happen. Well, last year ended, what, 1-9 and nine on the fourth quarter? So nine has uh, actually landed only nine times combined between both the AFC and the oh. NFC. That happened last year for uh, the first, you know, uh, for another time, I should say. So the most common landing spot for the first quarter itself when betting Super Bowl squares, zero has landed 52 times. So meaning the NFC and the AFC have each played 
55 times so far. Out of the 55 times for the NFC, they've landed zero 23 times. And out of the 55 appearances for the AFC, zero has landed 29 times. But zero, zero has landed combined 47.3 of the times. Not zero, zero into the first quarter, but combined how yeah, many times yeah. they've actually gotten there. Yeah. The second most popular numbers, uh, three, as you could imagine. The NFC has finished the first quarter with exactly three points or landed three 15 times. The AFC has landed three 10 times. And then seven is the third most common landing number, landing spot, 19.1% of the time combined. Um, it's never once landed on one, two, or five. It landed eight one time. That was the Seahawks-Broncos game end of the first quarter, and that was it. Uh, only once has the NFC finished with a square of six in the first quarter. Same thing with the AFC. So those are long shots for a reason. And if you want to, you know, plunk down a little change on a 501 spot, history tells you, well, it's 501 or more for a reason. Zero, three, and seven are by, by far and away the most common landing spots. At halftime, combined between the AFC and the NFC, it's been on zero 32 times, 29.1% of the time. Three again, 20 combined times, 18.2%, and seven 18 times, 16.4% going all the way back. So that would make the most sense, obviously, for those two. The most common landing spot for the third quarter is seven, followed by zero. But you have some, like six has been 10% of the time. Four has been 12% of the time. And then for the game itself, uh, landing seven for the squares, 17.3% of the time is the most, followed by one, one, 14.5% of the time. I remember doing these as a kit for the Redskins Raiders Super Bowl. Me too. Marcus Allen went crazy. And uh, there's certainly things have changed now, too, is adding the two-point try and moving the uh, extra point back as well. But that's good, and we'll run that down from uh, with Derek as well. Uh, that's awesome. You can just pick your square and what you want. The other thing, too, and we'll ask Derek about this. <coughs> David Purdom wrote about it last year. The coin toss, coin flip on the Super Bowl may be the greatest two seconds in sports betting. And the amount of money that changes hands is ludicrous. Out of the hundreds of betting options on the Super Bowl, from the color of the sports drink dumped on the winning coach to who the MVP thanks first in his acceptance speech, more money is riding on heads or tails than any of them. You put all this work in, one bookmaker said, you put all these props, cross-sports stuff, and everything else, and the coin flip prop is the most bet-on prop of all the props every year. Can you believe that? And one book lost 38000 before the game even kicked off in the story a couple years ago when the Purdom wrote about it. Okay, so this is a good tweet, and you laughed at me earlier. Uh, Jim Barnes covers gambling out here for the Las Vegas Review-Journal. He tweeted out last night, the price check. Yeah. Hey. Somebody help me out. I need a coin toss. Need a head. Yeah, price check. Caesars minus 101. South Point and Westgate minus 102. Stations and Wynn minus 103. Circa 104 and heads 105 on tails. What's the highest you've seen? Have you seen a 110? I think I saw a 110. I think I saw a 108. Yeah. Yeah. Bet MGM minus 105. Golden (laughs) Nugget minus 105. That's here in Las Vegas Uh, anyway. uh. We'll ask you. Uh, FTM at vcin.com. We're on Twitter as well, at vcin live, at Mitch Moss Radio, at Paulie Howard. What's the highest juice you've seen on the coin toss? Have you seen like a dollar twelve? That'd be hilarious, right? Yes. I mean, it can't be that difficult to balance out the coin toss. All of a sudden, you take 
Well, you talked about that earlier. Station Casinos one year took $100,000 on yeah. the coin toss. Art Mantera spent more than 40 years running Las Vegas books. Remembers one of the high rollers betting 100000 on the coin flip, only to come back hours later to bet the other side for 200000 Said he changed his mind. The change worked for him that day. Betting on the coin flip is silly, and the size of most wages reflects that. But these a lot of times they get five-figure bets on the coin flip. It's a regular occurrence. Right. And can you believe that they'll take 100000 on the coin flip? I guess they're going to get well, so, yeah. so much action. but The other thing is uh, they used to keep a running tab. They would set the number at 18 and a half about how many people would come to the window counter and say tails never fails with what they would bet down. If they had a bell yes. right behind the, yes. the book. Yeah. Anytime somebody said that. Uh, this is a good tweet from uh, Patrick. He found an interesting little trend. In three of the last four games, Matthew Stafford's first target in the game was OBJ. He's currently around plus 750 in that range for the first catch. He's that high for the first catch? What's that, your feel? I gave you my feel. I get 30-17 Rams, but I don't know in terms no, of... No, no, I have low scoring. Good, yeah, okay. Does Cup have a big game? Or are you on with well, charge? Well, what's big for him? Does he go over his prop? I'll just put it that way. Well, charge had amazing numbers 10 minutes ago. Oh, man, that was good. Well, who slows this guy down? I mean, he's had one bad game, 60 yards. Evidently, Mike Hinton <laughs> is going to be the guy. Okay. Um... It's tough to go against him, though. It really is. It's every single game. It's a unique Super Bowl. It is strange. I mean, both four seeds. Plenty of upsets to get here. Rams were a four seed. They got to host the game at home. Now they get the Super Bowl at home. Both teams were down double digits in the championship Sunday. Right? Yeah. Burrow's been locked in. How do you this, go against put it this cool way, Joe? This easily could have been Chiefs 49ers. This yeah. easily could have been Packers Bills. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but and that's block punt. 49ers weren't scoring. It's also not a knock against these two teams, specifically the Bengals, because the Bengals were down twenty-one-three against the Chiefs, and, right. and and Mahomes looked like the Mahomes and the Chiefs offense from three years ago. Well, going back the last two months, I never w- was watching and thought, yeah, Rams are going to the Super Bowl. Stafford was terrible. Mm-hmm. He had some horrible moments. They lost at home to the Titans. They lost at home in a game they had to have against the 49ers. They almost lost to a COVID ravaged. Uh, Baltimore team, right? With a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, I never got the set. They almost, he almost gave the game away against Minnesota, throwing three interceptions, swept by the Niners. Yep. I mean, I never, yep. I thought they they went to Lambeau and got humiliated. Yes, they did. Yep. And again, I can say this because I can't prove it. If the if the Niners don't, yeah, I'm with you. Come back and beat the Packers, right. and the Packers don't spit that up. I think the Packers are in this game. Uh, this is from at Indy Carl on Twitter. If I'm a betting man, I'd wager I'm not the only VC listener on a plane to Vegas this morning. How about a shout-out to the FTM fans listening while en route to the place that does the Super Bowl better than any place else. Yep. Cheers. Yep. Thanks, Carl, for listening, watching the show, and everybody else is welcoming out here to Las Vegas. Uh, it is the spot to be. Last year was bizarre because we were still, I mean, what the stadium only had. That's right. Well, they announced like 25,000. I think like 50,000 people were there probably. And Las Vegas certainly was not fully back at that point yet. Um, so this, this weekend, though, the masks, again, not required anymore. Good timing. The people in town thought Las Vegas locally gave it a 0.01% chance the governor would drop the mandate before Super Bowl weekend. People agreed. Well, once California came out with with it, that it was right. Yep. Yep. Um, Tweet here from Tom. A local guy in town will take 2,000 each way on the coin flip. Minus 115, though. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, of course. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. They've launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. Derek Stevens, a.k.a. King of the North, a.k.a. Andy Dufresne, in studio next. You won't believe what people were offering for cabanas here on Super Bowl Sunday. And we'll talk about squares and what they need and the expected handle and the big moves with Derek next. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 